All right. Hey, thanks for uh, being alive this Monday. If you're listening for me, it's Sunday, so I'm not even sure if I'm going to make it to Monday. But if you're listening to this, I release it on Monday. So, okay, Yeah. Um, What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? Uh, Off topic. This has nothing to do with co-parenting or divorce. I just heard on a podcast like I've heard this over time, but I've heard this on a podcast just recently. Like, oh man, it took forever. Took a fucking a country mile to get there. Took a country mile. I was like, okay, dude, listen, man, a country mile. Okay, let's think. Let's really think about this. A country mile. There are no other cars on the road. It's a long stretch. There's no police. You could probably book at 120 miles per hour. Perfectly fine. You're doing a mile, maybe in three minutes, right? Three minutes. Do you know how long a fucking mile is in the city? If you have a doctor's appointment on Friday, you better fucking leave Tuesday. And you're still going to be 45 minutes late. A fucking city mile takes seven, like five to seven business days. All right, so enough with this. It is so long, dude. It was like a country mile. I'm sick of it. That makes no sense to me. And if I'm missing the whole point of what a country mile is, please come to my door, knock on it, and we'll talk. I won't let you in. I'll listen. I got a peephole. I'll look. I'll look at your mouth. I'll look at your lips, and we'll talk about it. But um, makes no sense to me. And maybe I'm a dumbass. There's always that possibility too. But please don't. Please don't use that with me, a country mile. Use a city mile. Use a city mile. Yeah, just had to get that off my chest. Um, everybody, what the fuck? My kid is getting bullied in school, but it's a, by a known bully in his class. It's nothing like major. It's nothing, nothing terrible, but he's been known to like push kids around and like use mean language and you know all sorts of that stuff they're in first grade so i ask you like how how would you go about that situation if you knew that it's not just my kid but multiple kids are getting bullied by a single kid in the class and the teacher's well aware of it because she's the one that brought it up she's like yeah he's a he's a bully and um he gets sent to the principal's office a lot you know, so I, I don't know, like, should I go to the school when I go to pick up my kid and like rip his underwear out and put it over his head to make a, you know, an alpha move, I guess. So he's like, yo, don't fuck with my kid. That'll probably get me 20 years, to be honest, now that I'm kind of playing that out of my head. I can't reach my hands down a fucking child's underpants. What the hell am I thinking? Jesus. Uh, so that's not going to work. Um, the parents aren't there to pick him up. It's the grandparents. It's the grandma that's always there to pick him up. I see her. Um, but I, I mean, that's a tough situation. It's a tough situation. Do I go up to the grandma and be like, yo, listen, your kid's being a little shit. He keeps pushing my kid. Even though my kid's 16 times bigger than yours, my kid's nice. He knows gentle hands. We learned that. We learned that in daycare when he was six months old. You know, so I don't know how some kid and for you, for those of you out there that have small kids, like, let's call it maybe, I don't know, zero to two years old. You're going to see some shit if you haven't already. 
It's going to happen. There's going to be kids that are misbehaving and put your kid in jeopardy. How you handle that, I mean, you're going to need some patience. You're going to have to you're going to have to think out the scenario because there's a there's a lot of weird dynamics that can take place. You know, are the like how are the how are the kids parents? Are they trashy? Are they mean? Like is this going to if you go up to the parents and say something, is this about to take it to another level? You know, of a possible fight? Jesus, man, like some people are just so unpredictable. You know, and there's a reason why your kids acting like that. Whether you're like not in the picture, you're not present or like your house is dysfunctional. There's a lot of reasons, a lot of factors of why your kid might be bullying kids. And to be oblivious to it, I don't believe that. I don't think that these parents are oblivious to it. What do you think? Do you think that Do you think that the parents of bullies are oblivious? It's possible. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking through it. Sorry guys, I'm thinking through it. And here's why I'm I'm coming up with a, a complex answer here because in my eye, my kid could never do any wrong. I see him as the sweetest. You know, I'm sure every parent sees their kid as the sweetest. But again, if I if I see my kid, if I actually see my kid doing some shit, I correct that right away. Like, yo, don't do that. Use nice hands. Be gentle. Don't push people. So I'm wondering what the methods are of these these parents. And it sucks that my kid's getting bullied right now because I know he won't do anything to like stand up for himself. And maybe that's on him, but he he's so he's such a kind person. Like doesn't want to make anyone feel bad. Doesn't want to resort to violence, which is which is a good thing. And now this is a another complex issue when it comes to boys because boys are rough. I want him to protect himself. You know, but like, is it okay for me to be, to tell him, hey man, if someone pushes you, push him back harder. I don't know. These are the, uh, the parenting trials and tribulations we go through. And maybe I'm not even supposed to have the answer. Maybe I'm going to get the answer as life goes on. You know, we're going through it together. I guess I can just try to guide him and tell him what I would do. You know, tell him what. It's such a fucking complex thing being a parent, dude. Because he's six. I can't get like overcomplicated when I'm speaking to him, you know, because they don't understand it. You know, and and he recently also had someone in his family tell him that he hate that she hates him. And she was just kidding, but he didn't understand that. He's like, why did she say that to me? Why does she hate me? I didn't do anything wrong. And I had to tell him, I'm like, well, some kids don't know how to articulate it properly. Like, they don't know how to to say it with their words. So they use their emotions and just say, say hurtful things. And she doesn't mean it. You know, she was just really upset at the time. And that was the only word that she can grab onto and throw it at you. Because you were beating her in a video game. Like, that's what it was. He's really sensitive. It's... It's cute for now, but I just don't want him to get 
into trouble down the line where people take advantage of him and he can't stand up for himself. He's a big kid too. Like he's he's pretty damn solid. He's really solid. But he just doesn't want at this age he just doesn't want to use his weight and his fierceness and put that into other kids. He does not want to do it. Like he tries to resort to everything but that. But at a certain point if someone's taking advantage of you and pushing you down, he he got pushed in mud. That's what happened. They were playing football, and I guess he was like walking away after he intercepted the ball. And then some kid, after the fact, came up, some little kid came up and pushed him into the mud and ruined his pants, ripped his pants, got mud all over that. He started to cry a little bit because everyone was laughing at him because they're like, oh, he peed in his pants. Ah, ah. So he had to go to the. Uh, the office to get his pants changed and the pants that he wore home were so ridiculous i mean thank god they had another pair of pants but it they looked like bell bombs oh my god what are those <laughs> he's a good sport about it um yeah he still likes going to school i mean he he's bubbly he's always happy about it there's i mean he gives everyone the benefit of the doubt and i think i could learn a lot from him you know, he's just a kind-hearted person. And hopefully one day he can hear this. And he'll know how much his dad loved him. So, that's nice. I'm getting so soft and emotional. Oh, my goodness. That's what happens when you have a kid. So, if you don't want a kid, you should think about having a kid just for that uh, just for that angle. You know, you get a little bit more emotionally tied. Like, if you think you're a sociopath or a psychopath, you should have a kid. That's probably the worst advice I've ever fucking given in my entire life, but I stand behind it. Um, Let's talk about the hardest things when you're a divorced parent and having a kid, you know, besides the bullying. I mean, that shit's kind of hard because I have a different way of of handling it than my ex-wife would, but we're pretty good. We come together and we, we try to manage it. So everything's okay on that front, just so everyone knows. He's fine. He's good. And everything's okay. Um, but some of the hardest things, for for me personally, I would say the holidays. Definitely the holidays. Christmas especially. Because what time does Santa Claus put presents under the tree? fucking early if you said fucking early correct you got the right answer ding 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 you win it's early so i have to wake up at 4 a.m drive over to my ex-wife's house just so i'm there before he wakes up and this kid my kid wakes up at five or six o'clock a.m every day he wakes up at five or six a.m it's insanity does not get that from me that is all my ex-wife not me shit when i was that age i think i was sleeping until like noon I'm probably going to live forever because of how many hours of sleep I actually got from the ages of zero to about 24. I think I might have slept a thousand years. And I'm not really good at math. Probably doesn't add up, but it feels like it. thousand years, final answer. So I'll see you all in hell because I'm going to outlive you. All right. Keep it, uh, keep it warm and toasty and naughty down there for me. All right. Um, I would love to, to see him wake up, you know, 
in my own bed, like see him come to my bed and wake me up and be like, look, Santa Claus came, Santa Claus came. And I'll be like, oh, how'd that son of a bitch get in the house? The house was, I, I don't even have a fucking chimney. How'd he get down? But no, I have to drive over there. I mean, it's fine. It's just, it's a shame, you know, cause that's one of the things that I looked forward to before I had a kid was like spending holidays with them. Like have my kid run up to me and wake me up and be like, Dad, can we open presents right now? Can we open presents? I don't know why I'm saying we like I have multiple kids. He, can I open presents right now? Can I open presents? Sure, sure. Go make me a cup of joe. Put, give me a donut. You know, every family's different though. And um, I think we have to we have to really understand that that every family is completely different, and no matter what your family looks like, you could make it work. You know, whether you're together, whether there's three of you, three, like two wives and a husband, that's some more, maybe nine wives and a husband, that's Mormon shit. Whether it's like a a gay couple with a couple kids, whatever the the thing is, you can make it work. A divorce. Families are different of all types. Okay. I've seen it. I've seen them work. And um, you just shouldn't get too, I know a lot of people get down on themselves when they, when they don't have this picture perfect lifestyle, right? There's not a mom, there's not a dad, there's not a a kid in the middle and everything's not joyous and happy. And people really just get overwhelmed by that. Hell man, some of the people that are married are fucking miserable. You have to understand that. Some people whose life that look amazing on the outside are really shitty. It's almost impossible to know who's actually happy and who's not. So you can't just like look at people and that's your expectation. Like that's what we have to be. It's not. You can be a single mom. You could be a single dad. You can raise the best kid in the fucking world. I'm telling you, you can. It's possible. So don't put too much pressure on yourself about what your family should look like. It's all bullshit. You know, if it's just you and your daughter... Like, are you happy? Does she love you? Are, is she fed? Right? Does she have friends? Is she socially good? Are you mentally okay? Okay. Then what the fuck else more do you need? Then just take your time, raise your kid. Things will fall into place if you're going to look for an extension on that family. And maybe that family looks like, okay, you get remarried and now she has a stepbrother or a stepsister. So be it. That can be your future. That's fine. It doesn't have to happen right away. So just make sure that you're that you're like you're vetting out people before you make these drastic jumps just because you think that's what a USA marriage is supposed to look like or a USA family is supposed to look like. Just give yourself a break, okay? Give yourself a break. Raising a kid on your own or you know being divorced is fucking hard enough on itself. Jesus. I mean, what is it? Inflation's up 2 billion percent now. What does it cost for a carton of eggs? $13? Fucking bananas are costing $65.17. I can just fucking climb a tree and go pick one, I feel like. I could probably make them under my bed. I'll tell you what, in a couple minutes here, we're going to read some um, some stories people shared when they knew it was time to get divorced. That's always fun. 
And feel free to uh, <gasps> gasp or laugh or cry or, you know, comments. You know, because this is not people that listen to the podcast. This is from BuzzFeed. So these are people that submitted their their divorce stories, I guess. And this is some entertainment. I'm interested. I haven't read any of these yet, so let's pop into it, all right? Here are just a few of the responses we received. All right, let's get into the dirty, dirty. I know you all love the fucking drama, and so do I. Who doesn't? All right, and I just moved my laptop, and the screen turned off. Hey, listen, if you're listening on uh, Spotify, you can go to YouTube, the Curiosity Chamber, and you can watch me. And that sounds creepy as fuck, so never mind. Forget I said that. That was weird. I don't know why I just said that. Okay, here we go. Number one. When I saw the text messages between him and his 19-year-old coworker when I was six months pregnant, he left me a week before our second daughter was born. That is fucked up. There, yeah, there's a lot of creeps. This is what I'm saying, man. You got to vet out people before you bring them into your life. Some people are just disgusting. All right. It continues. It was actually a blessing in disguise. I divorced him. I moved on and met someone who treated me way better than he ever did. Got married, and we added another baby to our family. My new hubby calls us pre-made family. So cute. Look at that. There's somebody for everyone. And if you don't believe that, you, you take your ass right now to your couch, and you go turn on 600-pound life, and you tell me there's not someone for everyone. Okay? All them bitches on there have a fucking significant other. Every single one of them. I'm not talking about a sandwich. I'm talking about like another human being. Ah, damn it. All right, number two. The first major sign was when he admitted to not searching for a job the whole first six months of unemployment. Well, this sounds personal. This sounds like talking about my goddamn life. That's kind of fucked up. Um, Second and last straw was when I was repainting our new condo. He was playing computer games while hungover, and I asked him politely to move his desk so I could paint behind him. He moved it a fucking inch. Asked again, and the same thing happened. I can smell the ammonia on his breath and knew it was it. He was a damn fool, lazy and an alcoholic. The laziness and no ambition got me the most. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Um... I wish I knew these people. Wish I can talk to them. When did that start happening? When did the signs start happening? Like, I feel like this dude might have been like that from the get-go. You know, he's a computer geek. Computer games. He was hungover. He's an alcoholic. Yeah, when did all that start? Um, Could be that you made him drink. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, But that's when she knew. Uh, Number three, we were at my older brother's wedding. I saw the way my siblings looked at their significant others and the other way they looked at my siblings and knew it was over. We just didn't look at each other the same way anymore. Well, that's kind of fucked up. That, I don't like that one at all. Let me read that one again. We were at my older brother's wedding. I saw the way my siblings looked at their significant other And then the way I looked at mine, and it wasn't the same. That's what you're basing it off of? The way you looked at each other? Can you you honestly know? Like, what if he was having a fucking bad day? 
And you just divorced this person because he didn't look at you like that? Because the way this, that your brother was looking at his significant other didn't resemble the way you two were looking at each other? You divorced him? Hey, mama, sometimes the, uh, the grass ain't greener on the other side. I would love a follow-up on that one. Jesus. Talking about being impulsive. All right. Uh, number four. It wasn't when I got a message on Facebook from his other woman. Or even all those moments when he hit me. Jesus. Okay, well, that's enough right there. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm not even going to fucking continue reading. It wasn't when you got a message on Facebook from the other woman or even all those moments when he hit me. Well, you're just a goddamn fool. I'm just going to say that. If that's not enough for you to say goodbye, I, like what, what can we possibly, what am I about to read that's about to, to say that was the, the final line? Was it that he ate a fucking foot long sub sandwich in under three minutes? Like that was the one or he didn't flush the toilet when he took a dump. Let's see. It was when I sliced my thumb open and he refused to come home during his lunch break because he was down the street at his buddy's house. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. My best friend's husband walked to my house in the rain and helped me bandage my thumb up and clean the blood off the floor. Was there a happy ending to that one? I, okay. Okay. We're uh, no, no. We're just gonna move forward. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking. You're thinking the same fucking thing. Like your husband was cheating on you and hit you. And the thing that that drove you to leave was that you cut your thumb and he didn't come home to see if you were okay. God, I, you're annoying me. Um, I knew it was over when he told me while trying to have sex with me. Ooh, now it's getting good. After I worked a 12-hour shift and he stayed home doing nothing, that if I lost weight, I could look like his favorite porn star. That's got to be a joke. <laughs> That's got to be a fucking joke, dude. Are some dudes like that? Oh, my God. How much do you weigh, though? Ask him for a friend. <clears throat> Uh, number six, I knew it was over when I found out he had been sleeping with 30 other people on and off throughout our entire eight-year relationship. Some of them were apparently regular occurrences. Yeah, I'd imagine so if he's sleeping with 30 people. Who the fuck is your husband, though? That's a good-looking guy, probably. Little Brad Pitt. Who is your husband? How is he pulling 30 women? Maybe you should stay with him. Jesus. Probably a good-looking guy. Wow, 30 people. Uh, well, you should go get uh, checked for an STD as well. I mean, if you haven't, you definitely should. Because um, I'm sure something's leaking. It's not the sink. Uh, number seven, he insisted that a freshly cooked dinner be on the table for him and our three kids no later than six every night, despite one, I didn't get off work until 4.30. Two, I was the only one who could pick up the kids after work since he purposely cut the seatbelts out of his car so he couldn't pick them up. Oh, ladies, what the fuck are we doing? Do you not see the red flags? Why are why are why is this fucking story continuing? That should be it. 
if your fucking husband is cutting the seatbelts out of a vehicle, an automobile, what do you think? He's going to cut your fucking tongue out through your neck. Like, you don't know, you don't need me to say that. You already know this. And I continue on, unfortunately. One evening, rushing to handle everything, I impaled my hand with a butcher knife. These bitches are the fucking most clumsy people I've ever seen in my life. Oh, shout out to Bach. <laughs> you just cut your thumb off too. I, cu- I cussed loudly and blood was everywhere. My ex's response was, wow, okay, I guess dinner's going to be late tonight. 60 days after my hand was splayed open, I was divorced from him. Uh, once again, the time you should have got divorced was probably 12 years ago when he cut the fucking seatbelts out from the car. Jesus, lady. Moving on. Uh, I had been on vacation with my ex as long. I'm sorry. Let me try reading that again. I swear to God, English is my first language. I had been on vacation with my ex, period. As soon as we got on the plane for the six-hour flight home, he told me tearfully that he had made out with a woman at the resort we had just left. I felt nothing. I felt no anger, no sadness, nothing. At the time, I thought it was shock. In a retrospect, I realized I felt nothing because it wasn't there anymore. That's a tough one. That's a tough realization. Um... I feel like you should have known that before he kissed someone's other mouth with his mouth to lead up to the point that nothing was there. Like, something had to have happened. Uh, I wish you the best of luck, Heather. Heather M57. We got two more, people. Hopefully the last one's a fucking bonus here. Okay, number nine. Former military spouse. He was in a different state for training, and my boss offered a paid 10-day vacation for me to visit him on our fifth anniversary. When I texted him, his response was, What am I supposed to do with you for 10 days? We got into an argument, and he said, You make me want to kill myself. My response was, I'm done. He thought I meant the conversation. I meant I was done with this fucking marriage. Why are these people talking to these people? You make me want to kill myself. God, if that doesn't, if that's not a panty dropper, I don't know what is. Yeah, uh, that was from Megan Lynn, 5150. Uh, glad you, you axed him off. You know, uh, did you guys have sex before you, before you got divorced? Just wondering. Uh, number 10. Last but not least, my ex and I were trying to make things work and he left flowers in my car. That's sweet. Objectively, it was so sweet. See, I know things. I know things. But my heart and gut were crushed because my first thought was that I wish he hadn't done that. I was already done. That was the beginning of the end. So let me get this straight. Sarah, you divorced your man because he got you flowers and left them on your car. Okay, so let's just do a recap of everything. Um, What I'm noticing is that a lot of women shouldn't have knives in their house. Professor Bach. Uh, number two, don't do anything nice for your, uh, your wife. Cause that'll end up in divorce. Um, number three, be abusive. I feel like there's a lot of red flags and, um, this was kind of fun. This is a damn shame. I can't believe these are real. 
Uh, if anyone has any crazy stories out there you'd like to share that are uh, as psycho as any of these, please. TheCuriosityChamber at gmail.com. You can join the, uh, the Facebook group, Co-Parenting, The Chronicles of the Divorced Dad. Um, yeah, that's probably the only ways to get a hold of me. Uh, thank you, BuzzFeed, for letting me use that. I know it's a public uh, public access, but just want to give you a shout-out and hope everyone has a good day at work. Stay tuned. We'll be here next week and love all of you. Don't cut the seatbelts out of the car if you have kids. I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but apparently I do. All right? Okay, have a good Monday. Love you. Bye.